is magic. And it's complete for the touchdown. For Bennett, the rookie from Boomer. He grew up in Garfield, New Jersey, 10 minutes from Giant Stadium. You're talking about a kid who is just all heart. Welcome to the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett and Robbie Sabo. Welcome back to the next edition of the Underdog Jets podcast on a bit of a somber Monday, but it shouldn't be too somber because what we saw from the Jets, it was all fight and Mike White. And I swear I didn't mean to rhyme that before we started. That's just how beautiful the words are that come out of my mouth. But all fight, Mike White, Wayne, I'll tell you what, I can't remember the last time a quarterback showed this type of moxie. Was he perfect? No. But you saw his teammates, the moxie he showed, the toughness, it was all there. Yeah, it's uh, amazing. I said I wanted to read the comments before we went on to have an idea what we were talk about. It so many Zach uh, Wilson truthers in there. Uh, mm-hmm. These are the same people who were asking for Mike White two weeks ago. Uh, we'll get into that, but yeah, tough uh, game. Definitely had our opportunities at the end uh, to win. We had a drop pass with Barrios. You know, done the you know first and ten or uh, first and five inside the five. We should have jammed it in run it down in the throats or tried it or QB sneak Ton, tons of questionable calls. But like I said, Mike White did a good job. 57 times Sterling is not, not good if you're going to win a game. Um, but I was saying uh, today, you know, the third and 10, I was listening to the radio. Uh, they say Mike White's down, took a big hit. Um, he's done. And then he stays in the game on fourth and 10. He runs towards the seat to Corey Davis. So he made the plays. Um, and to hear Garrett Wilson come out, out after the game to say, I'll go to war with Mike White any day. Uh, you didn't hear any of that, you know, as it pertains to Zach Wilson. Yeah, that's the impressive part. I mean, there was never any give up. 23, to not make a mistake, be mistake free and come back from a 20 to 3 deficit against a 9 and 2 team. It's pretty damn remarkable. You know, the Jets yeah. defense wasn't great early in this game. Uh, the halftime adjustments really hit home because their their game plan was more let the run game happen for Minnesota, give up some inches. We don't want to get right. burned by Jefferson. And then once they got down twenty to three, they had to reverse it. And they in the second play of the second half, they I think they blitzed DJ Reed off the edge. So they did some things there. But Mike White, my God, man, like you said on third down, gets just hit in the chin is down you think he's going to come out you think oh my god again he's going to leave a game his second game of the season after playing so well bounces right back and throws that dime on that on that dig route I mean it looked impressive on the broadcast but even on the film there was very little space there and he threw in tight windows all day so people understand I'm not basing one play on the success of Mike White I just think they were in the game and just how the guys uh, rally around them. Yeah, uh, it's important when you have confidence uh, in your quarterback, and, and you like him. You know, you like to have him as a pro, and he 
is accountable and all that stuff. So, yeah, Zach Wilson is not done. Uh, people are saying if Mike White makes, you know, White Mike, uh, Mike White led team t- to the playoffs and gets a win, it's a failed season. I don't see how that could be. Um, you know, I don't know if Zach Wilson could lead him to that and win a Super Bowl, but uh, he's in year two. No one's saying that he can't come back um, next year or end of this year better. Just at this point, Mike White is the best option. Uh, the fact that this is even a conversation right now is ludicrous. I mean, this is stupid. Folks, did you see with your own two eyes? See, the problem with sports these days and social media, we have a lot of box score watchers, highlight watchers. They don't watch the entire game, get the feel. And I'm not saying that's everyone in terms of Zach Wilson truthers, but a lot of them, they they watch too much ESPN, like first take Skip Bayless, where you have to throw a crazy take out there yeah. and stick with it no matter what. No, man, this is a humility game. I was a huge Zach Wilson fan, still am, still think he could have success in this league. But there's no way you take Mike White out. There's no way you point to Mike White and say they need to make a change right now. No freaking way after what we just saw. It's obvious. And Wayne, you, you were in a million huddles in your career. The human element, how big is that when, when you have a quarterback who will go in the trenches with you and you understand that? Yeah. Well, people say, you know, Zach was five and two. Defense won those games. I mean, he had some moments, but I just don't know if everybody in that huddle, think, you know, in that huddle thinks uh, when it comes down to it that they can count on him. Um, and like you said, I'm not saying they don't like him or don't respect him or don't think he's talented or don't think it's not that it's just right now. Like I said, Mike White is it. His career's not over. Otherwise, yeah, Zach Wilson's not going to play. And I think I'm fine with that just based on what I saw and what I have seen in the last two weeks. Uh, I could be wrong. Uh, I like Zach Wilson a lot, but I just more comfortable at the end of this game. I know they didn't get it done. I just felt more comfortable having Mike White uh, try to lead the comeback. Yeah, and listen, folks, Zach Wilson's career is not done. I mean, yeah. not by a long shot, but geez, it's the the human element of what Mike White has done, especially yesterday, is astronomical. I, I don't know how else to describe it. it you know, forget the uh, quarterback element where he was throwing balls in tight windows. It was it was incredibly impressive. Was he perfect? No, you know, few quarterbacks are, but yeah. damn, he did a hell of a job. A lot of you know. Hawk's killing me. You know? Hawk's killing me. Oh, I, you know what? I talked to Hawk. I didn't talk to him. He was commenting on, uh, I was on Jake Asman's show this morning too, and Hawk was there berating uh, yeah. everything about Mike White. What's Hawk saying right now? Yeah. You know what it is? You know, Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson beat the Bills already, so he should be the quarterback up there. Quarterback, no. Nah, he can't handle that heat, you know, playing that team and that defense in that uh, environment. Uh, so he needs to get that under control. I know he's a big fan of the show. Um, they said, what if, um, you know, we don't win the next two games? It, it just depends on if Mike White goes in there and completely craps the bed and this and that, and that, and he can't handle it. I understand, you, you know, you yeah. got to go. But at this point, he gave him the best chance. Uh, like I said, people think we're hating. We're not. We are Jet fans. We have a defense enough to go deep in the playoffs. And we need a guy that who doesn't make mistakes, makes the throws he should, and the tough throws on that fourth and ten. And uh, that's all you can ask for. Is Jets? We are seven and five. I don't know why keep people complaining. 
But I had some guy ask me uh, last week, do you think we should uh, tank the rest of the season to get a Oh, dear God. I'm like, how stupid are you? We're <laughs> seven and five. Be happy. We control our own destiny. If we win, if we're not scoreboard watching. We're in the playoffs. So yeah, be happy. Uh, distrust the coaches and these guys out there. They're going to get it done. It's a football team. Yeah. It's not Madden where you just roll with one quarterback, you know, turn injuries off. It's a football team with ebbs and flows. It's okay yeah. that Mike White's playing and he's playing well right now and you're going to roll with him and give him a shot. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, look at this. Five-man rush, good protection. Look at that throw into that window on fourth down after he got knocked in the chin. Yeah. That is as pressure in his face. That's the other thing. Look Wilson, at his, look at his left foot. He steps into it. Steps into it. The technique is pretty excellent, actually. Yeah, I've uh, seen. Yeah, I've seen. Zach Wilson doesn't make that that throw in practice. No, see Wilson. He's just so fouled game. up. He's yeah. fouled up in the head. It's he is funny. I up. see um, all the Jets fan giving up on Zach. Need to find a new team. Zach will be back uh, and win his job back. You know who it's from. Uh, cool. Someone called BYU fan. Oh, dude. Appreciate yeah. you tuning in. I agree with you. He he could be back. Absolutely. And, and you know, if he's ready, I'm ready you know, to, to see him. He is, you know, the franchise quarterback. If he, if he can turn around and, you know, say Burrow, and, you know, Jalen and these guys, you know, were looking to be benched too and they gave him three years. Yeah, he deserves it. But mm-hmm. look at these throws, man. Hey, like, if I'm solid, if I'm the Jets, I hope Wilson returns to a form where, oh my God, yeah. you know, how do we not play this guy? That means yeah. you have a great problem. Yeah. But these turtles are right on the money, man. There's no, yeah, it's, it was impressive what he did. And I think yeah. folks are discounting it a little too much. Like, like this, the tight window throws in the, in the face of pressure. And that's the biggest difference between, Wilson and White. Wilson has him in terms of release. Wilson's release is so quick. It's perfect for today's NFL. His off-schedule throwing, his running around, great. But more important than physical traits is what's in between the ears. And Wilson's a smart quarterback. Don't, make, don't get me wrong, but his he's just fouled up. He can't play right now because he's so that messed up. And Wilson is really good between the ears. And he stands in the face of pressure and steps up in the pocket. That's a huge thing. Is Hawk related to Zach Wilson? I, I don't know. Here's a comment. Hawk, Hawk, are you a cousin? What's the deal? I love it. Zach Wilson made 20 throws like that this season. He he didn't make 20 throws like that in training camp. On he seven, made, I on think seven. he made more throws like that last year than this year. The Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Uh, there was other games, but this year, is I think, was a different story. It, totally. Yeah. I don't, I'm done with his comments. This is not necessary. Now, Uh, folks, it's a great problem to have. You got Mike White, this guy who came (laughs) out of nowhere, fifth-round pick, playing outrageously where the locker room loves him. If Zach Wilson comes back and and, and plays that well and and figures things out, and I heard Beck, you know, his quarterback coach, personal quarterback coach, visited uh, the facility this past week. So that was the turning point for him last year, too, when the Jets brought Beck on the staff. Uh, so interested to see if he could fix him in that regard. But don't fight between Wilson and White. They're both Jets quarterbacks. This is football, man. It's a 53-man team. BYU fan. Mike White has a higher floor. Zach has a higher ceiling. I mean, you I can argue that. Yeah, uh, I think know, that's fair. Safe, that's, yeah, yeah safe, safe floor. 
Yes, that, that's a rational, fair comment on 100%. And I like this. this uh, balls be hurting. Holy cow, exclamation. I never catch my favorite player of all time live. Today is my lucky day. I appreciate you being on here. I just wanted to give you a shout out. Let's talk yeah, about the man. defense a little bit. I'm, I'm enough with the quarterback talk. What did you think about the defense and how they handled uh, uh, Justin Jefferson? I'm shocked they gave up two rushing touchdowns, but they, uh, made, yeah. they made the changes and uh, adjustments at halftime. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they came out ready to play. They Their game plan, it was obvious. They were going to let the rushing happen. Not let it happen, but yeah. if they were going to give up anything, they were going to give up the rush and have two deep safeties most plays. But I was surprised, too, they gave up those touchdowns because you'd think they'd um, adjust in the red zone, and they really didn't. Um, the penalties killed them in the first half. Those penalties killed them, and it was a really badly officiated game, I thought. It really was. It wasn't the reason why the Jets were losing, but it was a badly officiated game. Uh, Jefferson, too. I understand the balanced approach. You don't want to have sauce everywhere with Jefferson, but I think on certain plays, you you got to match them up. When Jefferson scored that touchdown, it was third down in the red zone, and uh, they didn't have Sauce travel. And I thought that was one of those big nut-crunching plays where, like, all right, Sauce, get out there on him. Yeah. Um, they didn't do that, though. There was going back and forth, DJ Reed with Justin Jefferson. Yeah, you saw that, too, right? He, he said he was all over Justin. Um, and, you know, Jefferson, you know, four catches, 50 yards. And Jefferson's like, you know, come get me one-on-one. Uh, and, and and not have safety help. Why would we be stupid not to have safety help? Yeah, my response would be my response would be all right. Let's let's go one on one in 1970s NFL rules, so it's actually fair. Yeah, and then they had a uh, you know four pass interference on Justice Jefferson, Jefferson, but those yards don't catch towards you know yeah. towards the stats. Um, I mean they got digs this week. You know they still got Tyreek. They got Metcalf coming up. DK yeah. Metcalf. So they're gonna have their hands full, but um. I mean, the D the, the, the linemen, you know, it's still Quinnen had a great game. They were all over the place. You know, but I said the fact that, you know, we didn't score. Defense hasn't go three and out. We had another shot. Don't do it. Defense three and out. Yeah. I mean, they made, made it a game um, and gave the offense chances. Like I said, Barrios had a drop that you don't usually see. He's killing himself uh, for that right now, I bet. Yeah, I know, man. It's yeah. it's tough because it's a game winner. Um you know, and the one that Corey Davis got when he broke away, he kind of just got shoot straight. That could have been it. It could have been a couple things. Yeah, but, uh, the they, they, was, it. they were that close. So, like you're like you're saying, Wayne, it, there were so many plays where if they just make one play, they probably win the game. If Garrett doesn't step out of bounds on that one play where they goes to a field goal, yeah. the whole complexion of the game changes because they finally break through in the red zone. The overshoot Garrett Wilson on the sideline on that first or second down. Mike White just overshot him. It was a double move, though. So the timing with those two, you know, they're still working things out. So I wouldn't get crazy with that overshoot. But uh, just one play and the momentum, it really did feel like the Jets were going to win that game. Yeah. I mean, like I said, they, you know, usually in the past, it's like you get your shot and then you have the team drives, runs out the clock or kicks a field goal over two Mm -hmm. scores. I mean, they were down by, what, 12? So two scores. Um, and they didn't give up. Also, no. they're in it with a chance to win. As a Jet fan, that's all you can ask for. I know there's no moral victories. You don't make playoffs on moral victories. But um, that's a 10-win team. Um, they stuck with them. Um, you know, let's let's get into Buffalo. That's a whole different animal. We showed we could beat them. Um, up there, it's tough to play with the weather and the wind, and the crowd is 
obnoxious as can be. They play like that. Uh, the Bulls running during the kickoff. It's frustrating <laughs> when when they're winning, but the best way to shut them up is to come out uh, early and get a lead. Yeah, and their atmosphere is tremendous. Like it's a co- it's like a college atmosphere outside their stadium. It's one of those rare atmospheres. Uh, so you're right. It's a huge home field advantage. I don't know how the Jets should play this yet because Buffalo's going to be coming in a little angry based on losing that first one. So, you know, Jets defense has to still be who they are in their DNA, but they got to throw some wrinkles at them, I think, something. And I just don't know what that is yet. Yeah. Um, you know, and they got to Josh Allen last time, got him to throw two uh, uncharacteristic mm-hmm. uh uh, you know, picks, you know, got on him, Bryce hurt him, Bryce Huff hurt him. So maybe he's thinking about that, but definitely, you know, there's a, it's been on the billboard since uh, the, the bulletin board since uh, last time we beat him. Uh, but, you know, this week was a tough loss, but you beat an AFC East team and you hold a tiebreaker. It almost counts as two wins. Right. Yeah, p- pretty much. And Hey, it's, that's the reason I think Jets fans are so down on this week, this loss, because of Buffalo on the road upcoming. So everyone's thinking, oh, seven and six automatically. Here we go. Same old Jets. Other shoes going to drop. Get the hell out of here, man. Anything could happen. Like they've already beaten Buffalo once. This is a good team that has played with anyone. They just played with a nine and two team who has the devil on their shoulder. They've gotten every break possible this year, you know, against Buffalo in that game. They get lucky where Josh Allen fumbles in the end zone. So. You know, to play with that team, you know, having a, a quarterback change, tackles hurt left and right, your best player, AVT, Brees Hall, they're doing a tremendous job. And, you know, I expect nothing different this weekend in terms of being in the game. Yeah, everybody has injury problems, uh, stuff. But, uh, you know, just our offense line that, you know, four tackles, you know, Brees, um, this Bam Knight kid's doing a good job. I want to Oh, Bam Knight out. was tremendous. Yeah, Bam, I don't know much about him. Uh, I didn't really see the preseason, but from what I heard, he had a great preseason. He was the one guy where I'd hop on shows and someone would ask me, hey, who's an under-the-radar guy who might make the team? And I just kept saying Bam Knight because he hits the hole so damn hard and he runs so hard. Let me see. Is this the run? This one is the – I think it's the Garrett Wilson big play. Yeah, down the middle where he bounces off. I'll try to find the Bam Knight run, but – Man, if he just doesn't step out here, look at Mims doing his job downfield. Harrison Smith trying to draw the foul. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was. Yeah, I saw that. Um, wow. Damn night, though. Uh, one last thing, too, about the Vikings game. What did you think about the play? So here's the big. We didn't get to this yet. Here's the big story. LaFleur was taken out on the chin by the fans. Um, you know me. I'm not one to bash the OC because he's always public enemy number one with the fans. Even if he's doing a great job, he's public right. enemy number one. I thought LaFleur was fine, even in the red zone. I thought he was okay. Maybe a little too cute, but nothing terrible. That last series where they couldn't score, I didn't love it. I wanted to see them throw it on first down because Minnesota really tries to guess run versus pass. Um, they ran it, ran it, bam, did a couple great things to not lose yardage and then they just couldn't get it in. Yeah. Um, you know, listening on the radio, it was kind of like, I'm just hoping they just smash it home and, you know, but, uh, it's, it's deceiving because they're like, Oh, they ran for 130 yards. Yeah. But 50 was on one play. So actually the average under three yards uh, per, but it was just low, 
percentage throws. I thought mm-hmm. they maybe should have tried the tight ends or something quicker. Yeah. Maybe a pick play. I mean, everybody else runs those except us. So, listen, if we played between the 20s, we are, you know, we win every game. We dominate them, yeah. It's the red zone. We get in the red zone. Uh, like I said, you can't blame it all for no, no, I don't. I don't have to make yeah. the plays. I don't either. There are people out there who are, you know, killing them, and I don't think that's fair. Uh, he's not above criticism, but Minnesota is sneaky. What I noticed about them this week, they set up D's where you think you could run against them, right. but then they run fill and guess. Like, like here, you think you could run against this look right here, right? And let's see what happens. It doesn't well. Wow, they didn't even do anything extra. See, run back. You see the, the top if it's a run play. With uh, um, Garrett and and Barrios, mm-hmm. it's so easy. Not a pick play. We'll call it a rub play. Yeah, you can run a see a Garrett right here. If yeah. he just makes the guy go over the top, yeah. Barrios is going to score a touchdown. But you got to be a vet. Like Garrett doesn't know how to do that yet yep. to make that guy bubble, and he'll never get to Barrios. It's just cool. plays like that yep. you can kind of steal from, you know, especially the Patriots playbook. But just a play like that would be a great two point play or a play here. We need to touch on. Yeah. And they're still building chemistry with white in there too. Yeah. Don't forget this folks. And actually the more I look at this, this looks like an RPO. Yeah. But white's not reading anyone. No, it's just, it's yeah. that. This is exactly what I'm saying. This formation, same play, you run a rub and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things, uh, yeah. it's a different game. Yeah, it's just a straight run, but they 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 do a quick to the flat. Yeah, dude. I wanted that, you know, shot to the throat, step on their throat on first down. But now that I'm seeing the film for the first time in this series, I could understand why they ran it there. Yeah. So, listen, you could question play calling. Um, you can question a lot of things. You know, it's frustrating as a Jet fan, a former player, to to have a game like that. You know, uh, you could have won. You're mm-hmm. play away, but you're play away from other games too. Um, you can look at the pass game at home. You know, they would have won in 17 3 if it wasn't for pat- roughing the passer. Yeah. Uh, this, was play was this, this play was that. It's just it's a game of inches. Like I said, be happy that we're seven or five. I mean, we could be, geez, we could be, you know, eight and three, nine, nine to two. I mean, just based on mm-hmm. some of the, the games, but we also, should have lost the Browns game or could have lost the Pittsburgh game. So you win some, you shouldn't, and you lose some that you shouldn't. Absolutely. And they're ahead of schedule guys. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no one expected them to do this this year. That's what's so crazy. Um, this was the second down. I think this is the one where the DBs blitz and Harrison Smith comes. And again, this is a look where you think you could run it again as well. Uh, but Harrison Smith gets right in there and bam, what a job getting to the one yard line there. Yeah, Harrison Smith is top three safety. In the he's, he's the smartest safety. Like, Derwin James is the best, I think, but Harrison Smith is the smartest. You look at this formation, to go back to that formation, there's yeah, so many things, rubs and, like, you know, fades from the inside and um, different kind of plays they can run from that. And they need to, they need to mix it up. But I, it, can't, well, I can't say it's all play calling. Now, here's the other thing, too. How involved was Salah? Because they ran it the first two times and they wanted to make them use their timeouts and not give them enough time on the other end. I don't know. We don't know. That's a question as well. Yeah. So we got one from uh, 
those kills. I noticed with Zach as quarterback, I was wishing for trick plays with Mike. I get frustrated in trickery. Speaks volumes on how Mike can execute the the base offense. Yeah. Yeah. That's understandable. It's a good, good point. You know, you're looking for some kind of deception uh, with Zach, some misdirection, some this or that uh, to make a big play where with Mike, you're frustrated with yes. Cause you're like, just let him throw it. Let him yep. do this. You don't need mm-hmm. gadget plays or this and that. Uh, and then that speaks to the truth of just the level of, you know, the fans comfort with Mike White, but trust me, the, the other offensive players have that same comfort with, with Mike. Uh, as the fans and the coaches do. Yep, and here's that play again, Wayne. I mean, look at this too. Look at the DBs. Usually you should be a little staggered, just a little bit, where you're not at the same level, the same depth. Yeah, if Corey just releases outside, that guy has to widen and Barrows just goes straight out. I mean, it's it's easy to say now. I know, I know. But, I well, I'll give myself credit. Before the, the sequence happened, I said, all right, this is what I would do. Pass, a specific pass. I think it was a slot fade or slot corner to Garrett Wilson with some kind of rub on first down. I just wanted them to pass it when Vikes expected run. That's all. Yeah. So like I said, I'm not going to completely blame play going. No, me neither. Me neither. I'm not going to do that at all. So, um, you know, I don't, I, you know, I graded the, um, the coaches as a BB minus. I mean, they could have made the plays, things could have changed, uh, but the defense made adjustments um, you know, three and out, you know, three and out, you know, they, uh, keep giving us the ball in good field position. Uh, I actually never really give good grades to special teams, but, uh, five for five by Greg. Delay. Yeah. He, how good was he, by the way, 60 yard, you know, field goal jet tracker. So I did give them a, 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 uh, you know, I give, um, you know, good grades. Obviously it would have been better with a win. But what about the defense? What do you give the defense? I gave him a B plus because, okay. you know, the, the first half, if it continued, you know, there was C, C minus. But the fact that they came out and, and gave the Jets the offense every chance, um, you are going to be in every game if they could play how they played in the second half. They did start slow. Mm-hmm. And the rushing touchdowns are um, kind of a little shocking. But, um, you know, they kept us in the game. And, and if they could play like that, you know, it seems like – if they can limit a, a team to 17, 20 points around that, which is difficult, that we'll always have a chance to hopefully be in it at the end or be leading. Right. This is what I'm talking about with the guessing run versus pass. Look at yeah. where this guy is. Yeah. They did not have a bracket situation on those first two downs. Yeah. But with this one, it's a bracket. And the whole play, the corner to Garrett Wilson gets snuffed out because the position – uh, this slot corner takes, destroys yeah. it. See, here's the thing. Well, let me see what the, that safety does. Does he look at the running back for the fake? Right here? Right at the receiver. This guy right here? Yeah. Let's see. He's not even playing the run. No, he's brackets, bracket yeah. all the way. That's crazy. Yeah, I was going to say, usually if you stick it in that running back's gut. And then slant. Yeah. That guy's going to take a step up, but he he wasn't playing the run at all. It's crazy. See, that's that's them. That's the Vikings. They're sneaky with the uh, anticipation, run versus yeah. pass. You got to get ahead of them in that way. I think that's yeah. their key defensively. Um, and then fourth down, we'll we'll not pull that play up. You know, what? I didn't see it, and people say, "Oh, he threw a pick." Listen, he had to throw it in the end zone. It takes 
16 seconds to run a play, get on the ball, and spike it. Oh, yeah, the pick. The yeah, pick is not a, pick. a real pick, folks. No, he threw it. He had to get in the end zone. And they're like, oh, he's triple coverage. Someone else was wide open. Listen, he's trying to make a play. The problem I had is the strength of Minnesota was its safeties. The weakness was the corners. I mm-hmm. felt they were attacking the middle of the field too much at points. Um, you know, Harrison Smith, the other safety back there, which is – Kind of tough. They made the plays in the middle, but it just seemed like outside uh, they had more a chance to uh, make plays uh, against a weaker part of the secondary. I agree. That is a that is a really good call out because when I mean, you look at the one on one shot they took on the sideline, wide open, Garrett Wilson kills him, kills Patrick Peterson. Um, so a little bit more of that would have been great. Here's that. Yeah. Here's the final play, the Berrios. I mean, a great route. Th- this route here, this little. Uh, Texas route, I guess, from a slot, or I don't know what you want angle route. Oh, is this the one he dropped? Yep, I don't know, man. A little behind him, and that's what White said too. He was getting on himself in the post game, right? If he, he doesn't throw it behind him, it's a touchdown. Mike White said that, no, but I'm looking at it right now. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure Mike White said that, yeah, I'm sure he did. He's too. accountable. Yeah. Not, hey, I put it there. He's got to catch it. He's accountable and he's, you know, his own, you know, worst critic. Yep. Embarrassed to say I should have caught that, you know, yep. 10 out of 10 times. And let's it see happens. the lane. There, I mean, there was a guy in his face, but there's no lane forcing him to throw behind him. He just misfires a little bit. Listen, I'm not saying I never dropped a pass, but no. He's, he's killing himself. Make, make the catch, but it is what it is. Hey, you know. You know next, the next 50 times they throw it to him, he's going to catch it. It's just yeah. unfortunate that he dropped it, and it's unfortunate when he dropped it. Yeah. That's that, what, what stands out so much. You know, thousands of people are killing Berrios right now, killing him last night. Berrios, he cares, obviously, but it doesn't matter to him because he's killing himself the most. Yeah, right I'm sure. And he's got to live with that. That's the thing. You play basketball, baseball, you know, you have a next game the next day or two, second night, you know, it's – to redeem yourself, when you play in the NFL, you have to see the next six days, seven days, what you did wrong. And they'll play that drop and that interception or that missed tackle all week over every you know publication, every social media, every ESPN. So it's tough as, a, as an NFL player to see your you know mistakes just repeated and repeated all week. So he's going to see it. But like I said, he'll, he'll he'll catch it the next time. All right, let's let's finish up with some super chats here. Thanks for the super chats who sent some in. Uh, Five dollars, nose kills. I noticed was Zach at quarterback. Oh, we went through that one. The trickery. oh, we went through that one. Wayne already got it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks for the super chat, nose kills. Um, let's grab some more comments. Get your last uh, comments in. I've been neglecting them today. More more on the film. Um, like I said, no more victories this week. They came close. We could have won. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, uh, you know how I know we could beat the Bills is because we did it already. Yep. And, team, you know, teams go in there. Um, like I said, sometimes, you know, coming off a tough week, it is better to play on the road uh, and just go out there like road warriors. Um, well, you know, all the chips stacked against you, a tough crowd, tough environment. I'm curious to see how they come out. I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what Mike White does. I'm curious to see what they do against Stefan Diggs and all that stuff. It, it'll uh, be a huge, huge yeah. test. 
Yeah, we were playing meaningful football in December. When's the last time we had that? No, November, let alone December. I mean, a long, a long time, 2015. Yeah, like 2015. Say, we win, we control our own destiny. We're not scoreboard watching. So to be in that situation right now, especially based after the first game of the year versus Baltimore, um, you know, you got to be happy. Obviously, it's not great, but it's it's pretty damn good. And how good is Garrett Wilson, by the way? He's good. Oh my goodness. He's uh he's good. And um he's making plays, run after catch. Um, you know, and Mike White, <laughs> that's his favorite target. Yeah, yeah. Uh he spreads it around a little bit, but why not go back to that uh back to that guy? We watched him in August, remember breaking down his route running, and we're seeing that in the NFL now. He's just toasting guys one on one in route running. Yeah, I said um, right then and there, he is my top pick in the I, draft I, as a receiver. I didn't think um, Drake, Drake London. London was the guy. I think everybody sees that. Um, so, yeah, another great find by uh, Joe Douglas. Um, great two drafts. Obviously, the draft of a lifetime with the number one running back, the number one corner, the number one safety. I mean, receiver uh, Johnson's going to have a great career. Last year, Elijah, the two Michael Carter's, Vera Tucker. The only question mark is Zach Wilson as a number two pick, which is still in doubt. But Joe uh, Joe Douglas and um, Coach Sal put them in this position, uh, and they should be uh, applauded for that. 100%. Uh, Frankie Gomez, I think we have Buffalo's number this year. Not going to lie. Hey, it is possible. Um, Very, very possible. We We shall see. Like I said, it's in their mind that we beat them, which makes them even matter uh, to win this game and mean more to them. But I've seen them win on the road, on the road four times this year, so nothing mm-hmm. to say they can't do it again. It, the fight. That's the biggest thing to take away. The fight, yeah. the character, the culture, even with starting in that Cleveland game. You yeah. know, they got the blow, their doors blown off against the Ravens the first week, but starting in Cleveland with Flacco. All that stuff has been there, and that's a really positive thing. Um, use discount code 80 at jetsxfactor.com, JetX Mobile on the App Store. Like and share this video, folks. You know, I we always shoot ourselves in the foot, you know, not doing the promotion thing, but uh, give us a five star review over on iTunes, the Underdog Jets podcast with Wayne Corbett. And uh, yeah, all good things at jetsxfactor.com. Yeah, like and subscribe, definitely. And we'll continue to do the live shows. Uh, we like it, you know, gives us a chance to talk about, you know, what you what questions you have and like topics you want to talk about. Uh, great comments. Some are kind of silly. You know, who you are. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, thanks again. We'll see you hopefully after a, a win next week. All right, Wayne, we'll see you. Jets fans. Hey, seven and six still ahead of plan, but we'll see if it's seven eight, and six or eight, eight and five, five by next eight Monday. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. All right. All right. Take care, guys.